Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Win Voice podcast. Today's guest is Martin Pšolka. Uh, he's a BIM coordinator at Nurconsult in Oslo, Norway, and co-founder of BIM Corner. Welcome, Martin. Uh, hi, Petro. Uh, thanks for having me here. Uh, thank you. I'm really glad to have you here. Uh, please introduce yourself and uh, yeah, uh, let's start with that. Yeah. Okay, so I have to correct you a bit because my name is Marcin Pszczółka. It's I'm from Poland, that's why it's uh, quite confusing sometimes to pronounce it. Uh, so um, I graduated from the University of Technology in Poland within infrastructure and planning, uh, road planning uh, uh, in Gliwice. Um, I'm passionate about infrastructure and infrastructures and uh, new technologies. That's why I uh, combine those two words. And now I'm working in Norway with as a BIM coordinator uh, with new technologies in uh, in one of the leading uh, company in Norway in Nurconsult. Yes. When when did you start working with BIM? Actually, when did you start working in Norway? When when and when did you start working with BIM? Uh, actually, uh, it it started during studies because uh, the first step I made was uh, uh, I went to Erasmus Exchange and then I realized that actually in Poland uh, we don't use so much technology uh, on the normal faculty. So I first time I uh, met this technology there in Portugal. Uh, it was uh, it was studies, but after after this, I also decided to go uh, further, and um, I also had the possibility to be on exchange uh, intern program. It was more inter internship in uh, at that time. It was a company Sveco in uh, in uh, com in Hamar. It's a little uh, town uh, north of the um, Oslo. So I had the pleasure to work with people that uh, already use that technology. So I have learned uh, Nova Point, and then I decided because also was it, it was the time to write master thesis because it was my last uh, year at university. So I decided to write about new technologies in infrastructure. It was about BIM on level two uh, and about uh, Nova Point. So I think it was two thousand fourteen. Yes, I see. Interesting. So you have a few years now. We'll come back later to uh, your experience and uh, some projects you have worked on. Uh, but now, uh, and now let's uh, just approach a little bit the other side of your uh, daily uh, job or uh, your uh, personal time. Uh, you you are also a founder of uh, Beam Corner, which is a blog for who doesn't know a very well uh, respected blog. Uh, with uh, very nice information that many, many people learn uh, lots of things from. When did you start uh, BIM Corner and why? Uh, yes, so we established uh, our website, our blog last year in September. Uh, but blog is actually founded by six Polish engineers. So we decide, first of all, like, there was a like kickoff meeting where we decided we want to do something together. So we also were like well oriented and we know that like posting or uh, sharing knowledge is something we would like to do in the future. So we wanted to have a place when we can write down our knowledge, um, write about our experience 
and uh, just share with people uh, our feeling about Beam. So um, we know that also industry, uh, like generally, um, uh, lacks structured and easy to understand knowledge. So our goal was to provide some uh, place where everyone can uh, invite and find something for themselves. And uh, we would like to promote BIM as a very simple uh, tool or uh, method methodology, but also um, through the way we, we see it. And uh, we know that uh, the problem is that you can find a lot of uh, websites or you just need to write in Google uh, BIM technology, but you don't know where to start. So BIM Corner is a place where you should start. And uh, this is why we, we also run this project. Yeah, that's that's nice. And actually that is very useful and uh, good because as you said, it's very difficult to find information. And I will adjust that to uh, is not difficult to find information but it's difficult to find the right information it's so much noise out there it's so much unstructured information out there and a lot of it it's uh, it's very entangled with uh, marketing for uh, specific software platforms and it's not yes. uh, this is something uh, that i really appreciate uh, about your blog that you write from uh, it's an unbiased view like for uh, all of you from your own experiences you you don't write as a, a theo uh, like a theories there you write from your experiences what you are using at work what you have used in the past and what it worked and what did not work so this is this is something that is very important and uh, i hope it will help uh, with uh, with this with uh, becoming a platform uh, that uh, and having a little bit of control about this it's been like a wild wild west there with everybody just connected it to its software and it, it was only that if you were searching for beam you will come up with all the software solutions but not an explanation of the whole concept of what is actually building information modeling and how it's used in practice okay uh since we are here uh uh, what is your take on this then? What what is BIM for you? Uh, yeah, BIM for me is like uh, my answer is still evolving because many people often ask me this, and I always try to uh, put myself in non-technical uh, shoes, like people uh, with who asks me this. And uh, for me, BIM is a set of tools and practices. Uh, that improve work efficiency and quality of project documentation. That simply means that uh, the goal is to work efficiently and uh, provide high quality documentation. So it means it's a method to produce better road, better, uh, better design, but at the same time work smarter and use less time on unnecessary activities. So. I think this has been for me and I try to do it uh, every day, like work smarter. Yeah. Yeah. Work smarter. Uh, what can, can you name some of the benefits uh, we would have uh, if we would have been using BIM all along, like daily? Yeah. So first of all, I think it's uh, 
the benefit is like better project understanding that you can use this 3D dimensional models and uh, view it or show it to other person that are not so technical, uh, but also they need to make some crucial decisions. So it's better to understand them, but also it's like collaboration when you work uh, at project with other uh, other disciplines, other industries, and suddenly you just find the same explanation of issue. Uh, you can look at the same at the same time at the same uh, model and uh, find a better uh, better decision, as I said, or even uh, idea of uh, how you can manage to avoid some collision or something. So. Uh, the of course high quality of data that every time you produce uh, uh, from 3d models it means also that you need to focus a bit more about on 3d and then you produce to do uh, to the documentation from that uh, faster decision making i said mm, you involve a lot of people and uh, this also like a c2 uh, cat emission actually because you you produce less uh, piper documentation uh, uh, during project uh, or you even uh, afterwards you make better uh, objects that uh, are built afterwards so with parametric design for example you can uh, adjust as much as it's possible to have the same level of uh, uh, like the model is uh, well structured and you can build after the model and uh, the, the building two times uh, give you space to analyze solution and uh, of course like that choose better uh, better uh, make better decisions I think this is the uh, like first benefits I, I it comes to mind I understand uh, what do you think about the what exactly is happening in our industry? Like, does everyone understand these benefits? Are we employing uh, BIM, building information modeling, enough? Can we do it better? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, I can actually relate on it that uh, the, the, there is a problems and challenges because uh, as you know uh, BIM becomes a specialty of its own that actually everyone wants to do BIM but they don't know actually what it means that uh, most of people think um, still most of people think that BIM is uh, tools uh, BIM is a software or set of softwares but they don't focus so much on um, on other things like processes or how you deliver your data on construction side. This is the, the most important. The Also, what is uh, problem problematic now that there is a bunch of tools, formats, standards, workflows, method. Uh, there is a problem that, for example, interoperability for, uh, still doesn't exist in some places. Of course, it's, it's evolving, but in a normal size companies, you need still export your data to other formats, or you can uh, you maybe use the native formats. Uh, but the key is to 
collaborate and uh, work uh, together with other parties, but also the common understanding should be uh, should be established that uh, authorities they need to know what are benefits, but not benefits that you can read from the book, but you actually need to ask them and see or uh, just uh, together you need to find the solution for them. So don't give them BIM as a BIM for itself, but maybe they need just some ad uh, adjustment to their uh, their work to today. So I, I think uh, like BIM should be introduced as a, um, as a way of smart working, not uh, like a solution for everything. So people should understand that that this needs this helps us, but this is not the the goal that we need all together do beam. So I think it's it's that is the, the problem today. Mm -hmm. um, if we take a closer look at the at the entire supply chain, like different stock stakeholders. Uh, do you see any parts that are doing better than others? Uh, are there any improvements that we could make? Like we should focus on? Of course, like uh, this designing uh, companies uh, doing quite well that they uh, they can, for example, they implement uh, BIM very early. Uh, I'm just uh, thinking about uh, Norway, for example. So they, they the companies uh, start uh, start with BIM quite early, like 2010 or even earlier. So uh, they are very good in 3D modeling and project management. Uh, but now it's uh, actually the time where we want to build, build and construct faster. So. For example, uh, total enterprises that uh, involve all parties. It means that all parties need to work together. And uh, I see now that uh, designing part um, manage quite well beam delivery, but still there is a problem on construction side that you deliver model, but actually contractors sometimes don't know what they need what they need to ex expect from the designer and workers like simple workers they don't know how to use the model so it's starting uh, it's uh, becoming uh, more and more um, tenders like that like uh, total enterprises but still this is a challenge to um, to use model on construction side and of course construction side but also authorities in Norway is a, a different uh, situation because authorities are very aware of that. So what they can actually order and how uh, the model should look like, and also they set bar quite high. But other countries still there is a problem with uh, explaining uh, to authorities what they should need and what they should expect from designers. Uh, to be delivered on the construction site and then to to, to this uh, asset management phase. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you say that uh, designers are better prepared or they employ better these techniques, maybe that is also valid also for Norway. I don't believe there are uh, there is happening a lot outside. 
uh, I think a lot outside is used uh, to generate drawings from 3D modeling maybe, maybe at best. There are still practices that are still doing it the old way, just drawings. So there is a vicious circle there because uh, we are interconnected, right? The designers are interconnected. We depend upon each other, right? And yes. uh, the better the contract form, the best the outcome of the project because it sets up a pace and the uh, and the co-working uh, feeling on the project right uh, and the people try maybe to work together to achieve that goal and not everybody is trying to uh, to fight with uh, suing the other parts uh, on such right i don't i still believe this this is valid like for the public administrations or for the public public companies to be to be better to demand better to have better requirements they need to have designers uh, how how usually are these public uh, companies creating or making the requirements for the project do they have their own employees or they many of them maybe are hiring designers right or architects yes so when you you are doing that and you get an architect or a designer that is not proposing you that is helping you to to create a requirement for a project for for the old way of working is difficult to set a tempo a positive tempo for for change in the project right there is no demand so everything starts from from planning so it's it's something that people need to understand that here we still have challenges but people should start saying right now that this is the way to go uh, because uh, everybody is saving more money and especially the customer and not only the customer not only during the building phase but for the entire life cycle of the project uh, and i i think like uh, this is part of our duty uh, we just need to promote and showcase the the good happenings that we are uh, lucky to have around us and not only that, but maybe uh, uh, help even more and uh, and push it even uh, quicker and uh, increase the accelerate the pace of innovation and uh, yeah adoption of BIM, uh, which is still seen uh, very skeptical uh, in many many countries around the, the world. So, but but like I said, it's. Uh, in the world, in the, in the concept, nobody like there is no nothing that points to like collaboration. It's important, but it's like if you think about all the other uh, good uh, systems to work together, lean or uh, any other systems, like everything uh, evo uh, evolves around uh, cooperation, right? If you have people parts uh, fighting each other all the time, of course you won't get anywhere. If you have people working together to achieve a goal then it's going to happen quicker, right? Yeah. Um, this is valid uh, uh, here as well. Uh, yes, uh, maybe the entrepreneur or general contractors are still lacking behind a little bit. They don't understand. But that would be, uh, will become much easier when, uh, when the, custom, the clients will have requirements. Like they will have a, a BIM execution plan for the project, right? Like yes. I need this is the beam execution plan that I have. You you must follow. Otherwise, you won't qua uh, qualify for this project, or I won't accept what you are delivering me. Right. So 
we're talking about this like the, the customer is very important and the customer get, gets educated mostly or consulted by the consultants or designers right so it's very important for us as well to to think about this there are many companies the the most important the, what is the most important here is that the biggest one and the most important ones are acting are doing things are not waiting for anything else uh, we talk about stats and like this and stats big and baninor uh Nievair maybe Nievair, yes. the other smaller ones they don't do it so much maybe the private ones maybe not at all i don't know i i don't know too much i did not hear too much about this so far but i still i think i believe this is going to happen like uh like uh very quickly after like companies working on projects for these bigger clients right when they will work on other projects they will try to employ the better the more effective techniques as well right so this is going to have a good effect yeah well i uh, blabbered quite a lot about this uh, uh there is one uh, one other thing about this uh, not only uh, one other thing actually this is w- all about like uh, what we are talking here it's about education not necessarily uh, uh, traditional education but education to learn how to do things in a better way right what do you think about education that is offered for beam today um yeah it's a good question and um i think the beam education market also getting bigger uh you can find a lot of um beam courses beam studies and etc so the problem is what i think that much a lot of them is uh, taught by theoretics so knowing software and um, dry theories in of beam but of course not all of them but you find a lot of beam courses or it's just actually software vendors that provide solutions and they selling software using this beam world so this is uh, actually problem here there is a lack of um, case studies and uh, real stories that as you as you said so uh, there is a still um, and also like market is saturated with as as i said a lot of beam tools but it's also hard to know if they are good or not because you don't have a time maybe to uh, test all of them and you don't know how to they uh, connect to others so this is a problem but um, approach should be that we need to show case studies we should real problems and how we can solve them not only showing these sexy things that okay you can model 3d like so fast or you can put so much uh, information into it but actually and no one uh, says what kind of information and why we need them how you should do this what what it could help you with so this is a problem and um, of course the the knowledge uh, is still very expensive so like courses like education as i said is like big market now and uh, all courses offers are you need to pay a lot because it's like uh, still people thinks that uh, people think that this is a uh, rocket science okay and they need to pay a lot 
but actually you you will find a lot of nice free source no, uh, places like for example your website or your Thank podcast you. uh, where you just can listen to experts and you can actually find out what is the key what is the reason that we want to use beam so the problem is it's too much in for example in in poland there is like i can it's just it's very funny because there is no beam standards almost and it's the first pilot project but but uh, beam is on the all universities so it's like around 20 beam studies so but still we don't um, implemented beam in our country so i think it's somewhere here is a problem that why we we still selling knowledge and not do so much with that with that so the problem is that um, maybe focus should uh, change a bit and uh, we should go maybe different direction but by doing not only learning dry theories you know this is so true and it's actually one of the reasons why i started this podcast and maybe one of the reasons you you started your blog as well exactly. because uh, all all the co- or most of the courses out there and the blogs and everything else like i get the feeling that the only purpose of those is not actually to learn you how to apply anything on your life or on your work it's just to to feel you better about yourself that you understand more about BIM. Yes. But that is that is just crazy. And sometimes I've seen many, many places where uh, very uh, interesting angles on BIM are uh, propagated. And they are not uh, close to, to the reality, actually. And that's that's a really important one. And not only that, like if you look for courses in our industry, like for the AAC industry, as engineers, if you want to go to a course or something, they are really expensive. Like those are courses that is like barely the companies have money to do it. But if somebody would be interested as a person to do it, that would be like a monthly salary or something. Like if you want to attend to one, one week course every day or something, very uh, profound course, right? So the business model of this, like it's very old, like they, uh, people just don't know, like just look around and see how many courses are out there for IT, for example. Why wouldn't that be possible for, for us as well, for engineers? I don't, why? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, like another problem maybe with, uh, with free provided education. It might be that, yeah, you don't know who that guy is or something, right? Uh, but when you need to sort it, it's your job to filter it. Filter and see, it's it's this good. Uh, what is this guy talking about? Does he know something about this? Does he have any experience with this? Does he, uh, has he talked with, uh, with uh, someone about this? How, how does he know this? Ask questions. Why do you say this? Is that, that doesn't make any sense. Ask. This, this is another problem for us. Yes. I, I, I perceive our industry very quiet. Like um, uh, people don't come in contact with you very easily uh, to talk open about uh, real pro- problems. It's only marketing and other things, but to talk openly about 
specific problems we face, I don't encounter too much. And this is one of other reasons I started the podcast. It, this, this is a very big, like, it's a barrier. Like, this is a barrier. Education, it's a real problem, like, in, for us. And the education that it's, uh, uh, it's meant to, to be used in practice. It's a real problem. And another problem, uh, maybe not that big, uh, it's the access to standards, everything. Like, we want to employ open beam and everything, but everything is closed, right? The rules are closed. I start. I will start getting uh, <laughs> private messages for this because <laughs> I don't stop just complaining about the price of standards. But yeah, like like uh, I don't want to talk about the pricing, but uh, I mean like generally the entire environment is closed. Our mentality for everybody around us is just crazy. Like yeah, I use Revit for this. I use that tool for that. I need that tool for that. Nobody is trying to look for a solution that might not pay any money for it. Okay, maybe bigger projects. Yeah, you don't do that. But like, I mean, like we don't have that mindset for open source. But that is, uh, it has been a problem also because the the to complete, almost complete lack of tools. But now we start getting some tools. We start getting some tools that we can employ in our work as well. And people need to learn more about that, you know. So, uh, yes, uh, this is, I don't know exactly how much uh, is anybody learning from my podcast. But myself, I'm learning a lot. And something else, like I, uh, what I'm projecting, what I'm doing here, it's everything honesty, honesty, one hundred percent. I don't hide, I I don't filter anything. I ask what I think, and we talk about that. Like if you don't like it, yeah, you you are allowed to have your own opinion. I have my own. That's that's fair enough. Uh, you don't need to believe like me. I'm open to questions all the time. Ask me. It's very important. But yeah, I, I start, uh, I, I will become a philosopher soon. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it's a problem. Uh, it's definitely it's a problem. A problem. Yes. And uh, it should be much easier for individuals. Companies make profits. They should pay for uh, to get educated. I'm, I completely agree with that. But for individuals, individuals should have options. And today, the options for individuals at best are limited. At best. What do you see? I'm I'm just crazy, or uh... Uh, yeah, of course you have these uh, platforms uh, like learning platforms like LinkedIn or uh, what is the the other name Udemy or some other place where you can find uh, very nice content still, but it's it's uh, sometimes um, you 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 miss some some parts of it. You just don't know how to maybe implement it. How you can how it could act in the real world. So uh, the problem is that uh, with education is that we should change the angle and start from other side, actually, what's what's happening uh, there on the construction side, how they use it, which format they use, why they use that, what challenges they have, how to design this part that someone has uh, better uh, at the end, how I can um, avoid unnecessary work, how I can automate some stuff. So this is the way we should uh, learn BIM, not like you just give the whole lecture about uh, uh, ISO standards and you talk like two hours about some acronyms and names you don't even know. And this is the, this is a problem that you start each lecture uh, with 
okay, this is the standards. And then it's overwhelming that young people think, oh, young people think, okay, this is too much for me. I, I never will uh, go through those norms because, and you think uh, that, okay, if, if not, that's uh, that's a problem for you but no this is not the way you should go it should uh, focus be placed somewhere else that focus on smarter smarter delivery smarter uh, working new methods and just step by step not uh, everything at once so this is this is what i think uh, regarding uh, beam and the beam education actually yeah yeah that i completely agree with that the way most of the presentations and most of the courses are 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 overwhelming for most of the people yes. for most of the people and it makes it difficult to to like this is why i'm talking so open on this podcast i don't hide anything i don't try to, i just talk as a normal person and i try of to course. ask yeah. i don't understand something why do you say that i don't what that does that mean I'm sure I'm not the only, I'm not the dumbest person in the world. And I'm sure everybody, uh, like most of the people have problems understanding some concepts. And of many of us are afraid to ask because we are exposing ourselves. Uh, we are like, we are afraid about what our colleagues will think about us that um, we don't know that thing. Like, no, I don't, I don't, uh, for me, that doesn't matter. I'll, I'll let the entire world judge me. I will ask about dumb questions because I sh I'm sure there are going to be people that will learn from that. People that have not heard about that concept. So, yes, I, I think this is the, the, the mindset shift is very important here. I, I, I'm, I don't say that uh, this way is the best for everybody, but I like if you want to, 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 for, for change to happen, you need to open your mind and stop being afraid to ask questions. But one thing also uh, comes to mind, my mind uh, regarding BIM education, because actually on BIM Corner, what we're trying to do, we try to ask people. So we sent a few surveys with open questions. Like uh, the question was, what are you struggling with uh, in, within BIM? Or what is the challenges you have? So that's why it's also very uh, for us, the, the feedback is um, good to know because people know better what they want to read about, not the next generation of, I don't know, new software that can export something, but actually they sometimes ask very simple questions, very simple that we thought that, okay, it's actually obvious for us, but there is a thousand people that don't know how to solve some simple things because they don't know where to search it. So BIM Corner should be, we want to have this place as a place when you find actually adjusted knowledge that you want maybe go step by step there and you, you find a way how you solve your problems. So this is the way also ask people and be with, con ask them and be, be colleague with them and try to, um, try to get uh, as much as you can. So this is the best way to learn. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. And especially when, uh, like, it's it's easy to understand that people all won't understand all the concepts that are very obvious to you because you are working, you have a workflow. You have a workflow employed by the entire society or the entire industry in, in Norway, right? Which is not to say it's completely different environment in other countries, right? So things that now you have worked maybe two years, 
like yeah this is uh, normal for me like i do this every day or every week right but most of those things most probably have not been started other places yes exactly and you are going to have always people starting new people starting to learn willing to learn new things right so it's very very important yes that's a very very good focus how is to be a beam coordinator uh, <laughs> I, I can i can say it was always it was my dream when i uh, got to know what is beam actually so uh, before i worked for it company which also provide software uh, and uh, at a certain point i just realized that actually i don't have uh, good like uh, very simple knowledge uh, and at the same time i thought okay, okay maybe this is the time i need to switch to the uh, con the designing company to software co sorry to designing company to find out what actually beam beam means and how i can do it like for a day, some as a daily routines so beam coordinator at the beginning was a very challenging uh, position because it actually in infrastructure world uh, you need to focus very much on uh, details regarding uh, initial data. So, as you know, like uh, all the um, roads and the railways, uh, it's like uh, quite big projects and uh, like uh, huge areas. So, this what uh, beam coordinator. Uh, uh, does at the beginning is provide initial data, convert data for designers. So you just download from uh, GIS sources or you just establish, you just mm, uh, con convert data to uh, and, uh, and create model of existing situation. This is a very, at the beginning, is very hard job because also you need to use uh, plenty different tools because there is a plenty different uh, mm, formats and uh, different um, disciplines. So this is a uh, actually this is like thirty percent of my job is to create uh, initial like convert initial data. But of course uh, it's very nice because I have a pleasure to work on the biggest project in Norway. So E39 is a part of the coast, uh, coast highway. And now on SX, it's one of the also like beam level three project. So beam coordinator, it's, uh, it's very fun because uh, I collaborate with people and I know what they expect from me. And this is nice that actually if someone uh, doesn't know, uh, they go directly to me and ask questions. And I usually also don't know answer, but there, there, this is a nice that I can, uh, together we can find out a solution. So beam coordinator is a position which helps also people to create better uh, models, and then, but also advise sometimes how you can add this information to model what is a better way? How you can 
what do you think about that? What is the solution we should use? Um, how we should implement it? So this is nice that also uh, I am um, challenging, challenged a lot uh, at this position. So uh, I'm really glad to, 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 to have this experience. And uh, of course, uh, I recommend everyone uh, who wants to start with BIM or uh, be aware of the benefits and challenges uh, BIM coordinator is the is the right choice. Yeah. Uh, what what tools are you using most most of uh, mo most often? Okay, so there is um, plenty tools, but uh, I can say that uh, mostly I'm a proficient with uh, Trimble tools. So I use NovaPoint a lot, NovaPoint Roads Railways, but also Trimble Quadri. Trimble Quadri is very good software for collaboration, but also for uh, creating existing models. This is uh, what I'm what I'm uh, what I'm using a lot. Uh, I use uh, Civil 3D uh, for also for um, for managing a lot of data uh, regarding uh, input data. Uh, I use Navisworks. Navisworks we use for uh, uh, for model federated model in some cases. But also at the same time we use Quadri for Windows, sorry for desktop. This is the you can say this is Nova Point. This is sorry this is Navisworks, but uh, uh, on the website I use Easy Project. This is a software we invented for the A thirteen A thirty nine project. This is also like model federated like BIM Hub, uh, BIM uh, BIM Collab for uh, issue management. Um, Trimble Connect. Um, we use all, I use also Focus, uh, Focus Cut from a Norwegian uh, uh, company, and uh, yeah, I think it's. Uh, I don't use the Revit. I don't use Tecla. So mostly infrastructure uh, software. How do you deal with large projects? I happen to have lots of problems with the large projects. Yeah, it's a very good question actually because. Big projects for me, it's when you have like more than 100,000 objects and for example, 20 kilometers and 1,000 models. This is big project for me. 1,000 so models? What do you mean 1, by 1,000 models? So you, for example, design road, but the road is also divided into models, into other roads. So you have a main highway, but you also have interchange, you have a smaller roads, you have a bridges, you have a water and sewer system, uh, electricity and stuff like that. So you have a thousand of models, 1000 models. So you need to somehow handle it. So I can just uh, tell you from the perspective of uh, a, a 39 project. So this is around 20 kilometers projects. So uh, for example, for designing, we use NovaPoint software and uh, for uh, intern uh, collaboration between uh, uh, water and sewer designers and road designers, we use Quadri. So we put the, this, this data on the Quadri server, but for manage it, we need to split the whole project into partials, but it's also like 
uh, it's uh, DBS, it's uh, work breakdown structure. So we have three main uh, areas and each of these area re represent, reflect the project. So actually it's the one project, one big uh, um, assignment, but actually divided into three smaller uh, areas. And within these areas, we have um, the same time smaller object, more less objects, and it's uh, easier to also navigate, also do stuff, also uh, just uh, design faster. So this is the, the key factor sometimes when you have a big project to divide it into smaller ones. I see. But uh, let's focus a little bit on the civil treaty. If uh, I may ask this, like, does this usually have a big model built in or you you have parts of uh, split it into smaller models from civil 3d as well uh, to be honest uh, civil 3d we use not all functionality they have we use only some of them uh, in your console we also have this uh, own uh, panel own uh, ribbon that we use for our own uh, adjusted tools that we need so we run civil 3d with this uh, with these settings so i use it for example for importing uh, huge uh, data from saucy format so you don't find it in civil 3d but also we provide some 2d maps for designers so we need to somehow uh, insert this data so i use the uh, saucy connector uh, other thing I use, so for example, landscape architects also use this civil 3D to design. And as you said, uh, civil 3D is um, quite, um, it's, it's difficult to, uh, to manage uh, big data, but we use data shortcuts. That it means that you, you just create data in one drawing and then you X-ref it to your uh, civil 3D model. So uh, we use data shortcut and uh, those connectors uh, I mentioned before. So not so much uh, functionality from uh, civil 3D is used in, 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 I can say also in Norway that Norway is only small part of designers use it. Yeah. So, but is it easier? You said you mentioned XREF. Uh, it's easier to handle the models with xref instead of having everything in one yeah because for example let's just uh, give you some numbers uh, it's uh, for me big uh, big area big model uh, can have around 100 megabytes so if you have 100 megabytes very detailed terrain so the better is to just uh, create it in one place and then just view it in the not directly in this model uh, because you need to also decrease amount amount of data you use in this drawing so the better is just to uh, view it reflected in the your original model and still you just uh, keep the same functionality so you can work with the model with with it with this model uh, but the capacity it's not uh, you don't use capacity you have uh, uh, in this in this drawing, so this is uh, this is my way of working with 
huge huge data and of course you can also um, extract other uh, elements uh, used in CV like alignment, uh, road corridors, uh, sewer systems, stuff like that. Yeah. Let's pivot a little bit to uh, to another topic that might be interested for many people willing to uh, work more with BIM. Uh, what uh, what softwares uh, are you, you think is uh, are most important to to know that can get you closer to to BIM or work mostly with BIM? It's actually a good question because I always try to find out which software covers the most of the topics I need to to know. So. Uh, of course, if you want to work as a, we can also say that there is a bit different rules in a BIM. You have a BIM modeler, you have a, or BIM technician, you can have, you have BIM coordinator. And actually what is missing in Norway, I don't know, correct me, but BIM coordinator and BIM manager in, Pol in Norway is uh, one person. It's not, uh, you don't have a position BIM manager. That's true. Maybe there are a few companies that have this position, but it's not uh, is not defined by any means. And not uh, and beam coordinator uh, positions as well differs from company to company. Uh, yes. Have mo uh, less or more uh, responsibilities. But I think this is something generally around the world. And something else that I think it's like outside Norway, uh, there are many more beam managers. But actually, there might be BIM coordinators in Norway that are, have more responsibility than a BIM manager outside. And I feel that people maybe, uh, uh, not maybe, but it is like BIM coordinator would be the first step to get a BIM manager. But actually here, like, I think these roles, you're right, are overlapping a lot. Yes. Are overlapping a lot and even if you like you you might uh, do the same things that a BIM manager is doing in another place so for example so exactly so if you, we uh, we need to choose some software at the beginning so it's also worth to um, set direction where we want to go so for example i work within infrastructure sector so actually all tools i need is that i can re uh, recreate the uh, the infrastructure world. So I I use a lot Nova Point and Quarry, as I said, but maybe it's not best choice for someone who want to work within a building construction. So maybe Revit is a good tool for them. So the, the, the thing is also, do you want to become a BIM coordinator or you want to work with a project as a designer? So if you are a designer, so maybe better is to start with a, a Revit or a Tecla and uh, learn uh, parametric design uh, like Grass Cooper or Dynamo. So this is a solution that you also can uh, do. But if you are BIM coordinator, you need to learn um, about formats, what kind of formats uh, are on the market or people using, uh, what, they, what formats can do, but also collaboration platforms where you can actually gather all different different uh, disciplines in one place and you need to uh, manage them. So collaboration platforms, there are plenty out uh, out there and uh, issue management systems as well. So uh, I think 
I just and some of them also have a free trial period, so you don't need to pay a lot of money for for licensing. But the first you can try uh, with the, the the trial versions, and this is also nice uh, with with solutions out there. Yeah. So if we take this question to a, a step further. Uh, like yeah this uh, this would be some tools to learn but uh, are there any other skills that might be useful if let, let's say if you want to become a BIM coordinator in your case yeah I think first of all you need to like solve the problems you need to like to know how things works and uh, how you can actually impact uh, in some cases and how you can help people to understand the issue. So uh, I think soft skills also are very important here that you need to be good at uh, making connection with uh, someone or you need to be good at explanation things. Uh, but uh, you also, as, as I said, you need to have your favorite software because sometimes also you, you start maybe working with some software and you are so good that maybe the next step is to become a BIM coordinator but always you have this domain software that where, where when it's some some problem occurs that okay you think how you could solve it in your software you know already so I did always so when I have a I'm facing some problem I just try to figure it out how I could uh, solve it in my software, I know. So this is the 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 thing is uh, is important. And of course, you BIM coordinator uh, should talk with people, should ask question with designers, and um, ask what are their needs because you can be very good at software, but maybe those things you use are not. Uh, they, they don't need uh, something what you offer them. So first ask them and still uh, relying on the Kaizen concept, uh, don't stop evolving. Learn, learn new things, explore more. And uh, yeah, this is the, the, best, uh, the best way to, to become a beam coordinator. And you need to be also like technical oriented. So if you are working on the infrastructure project, you actually and you manage all these disciplines, you, you also need to know what they design, why they design like this, and what the attributes they use, what object they use, because if you do, after all, um, clash detection or conflict control, you need to know those this stuff, because for you, could be it looks okay, but for them, it's actually maybe a wrong solution. So this is... Um, this is I can recommend here. Yeah, that sounds good. Now let's talk a little bit about the project you you have worked on. So uh, briefly, saying about the project I I'm part of. So this is a project uh, Coast Highway Route is a part of it. It's uh, around twenty kilometers. Uh, it's. Uh, there was uh, high demands regarding carrying out the projects 
it was uh, the, the contract was awarding by best value procurement method and this is a total enterprise uh, which means that contractor got a job and we as a consultant work uh, for contractor so it means also that uh, contractor pushing us very hard so <laughs> so we deliver uh, quite uh, high uh, good quality of data uh, what was also what is also um, characteristic for this product is is beam level 3 it means that uh, up to date data um, connected data uh, interoperability, connecting everything, uh, automated workflows. Uh, so, and also we include in the model, we create all dimensions uh, regarding cost, cost, safety, health, risk, uh, sustainable. We, this is a drawingless project, uh, drawingless design and construction. Uh, we provide also one source of true, you can say it. So this is the, the hub where you put all information. And this, this, this is an application. This is a software we, we had to invent because there was no, uh, no one on the market. Uh, so like you, you are, are you talking about CDEs? We talk, I talk about EC project. It's invented by NurConsult information systems. But it is a CDE, it's a common data environment, something we like BIM 360? More advanced because also you put more stuff there. You put more elements, more, you put all models. You put also um, what you, you have this, what happening on the, you can actually pin the in, mark information, add information about what happening on the construction site, you can filter data in the 3D viewer. You can also handle tasks. You can manage tasks. You have a 5D, 4D simulation. Uh, so actually is uh, more advanced. And you can also open it on handheld devices offline. So this is also something uh, that it's, uh, it's, it's like, uh, special about this this application but it is built open forge it's of course it's it's built on the autodesk forge so this is uh, this is uh, yeah but also the functionality um, of autodesk forge was uh, was limited in some areas so uh, our uh, division uh, it division noise had to also invent some some parts of this application self so it's like adjusted by us also so okay yeah but yes i can say also that this this project was awarded this year for the best project in autodesk university so it was the the best project in beam within beam nice congratulations like uh, uh we start to get more of this in Norway. <laughs> yeah yeah it's a quite advanced market so it's many yeah that's very good uh, let me ask you now something interesting about this. How, like you said, that the contractor is requiring quite advanced data, quality of data. Yes. How good is this data taught to be used in facility management and operation? In facility management, yeah. Later on, uh, it, like, do you have any requirements 
from the or from the client to provide data that can be used later? This is very good question I asked before, but uh, I'm not sure I can write it uh, answer it correctly. But what I thought that first of all we gather EFC files for all models, and then the EFC files we deliver to uh, to customer. And uh, but I'm just uh, I'm thinking about the system they they're gonna use. Okay, I'm so uh, what I'm yeah. let's make this easier. So uh, actually, but in a way, uh, from your answer, I already understand that. So they don't have a clear requirement for this. Like you should, they don't have uh, uh, that. Uh, like they have a beam execution plan, but for uh, asset management, like for example, you should be. Like we need this kind of information that we are going to use for asset management. You don't have this. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't want to say wrong. Yeah, 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 that's fair. I'm not sure, but I can check it twice before I can give you answer. But you yes, can leave I a comment later. <laughs> yeah, I can uh, <laughs> come back to you uh, with this answer for this. But I think they. Because as you as you know, the asset management in infrastructure world, yes, uh, it's is, not so much. Yeah, it's so not so much. It's getting. We are getting there. We are not yet there. So it's happening. So uh, I know some companies introducing some software, some systems, and Newwire as well. So I know that they have like collaboration with the. Swedish company and uh, Triona and uh, together with uh, Trimble, they invent something for them. But I'm not sure if they use the same system. Maybe they're gonna uh, use the same system we established, this uh, EC project. Maybe this one, I think. But uh, who is the co uh, client here? It's Nievayer or Statensvagessen? A client is Nievayer and the contractor is IF Gruppen. IF Gruppen, yeah. I have Groupen, and we are uh, we work with I have Groupen. Yeah, yeah, that that's a pretty uh, good team there. Yeah, they they have uh, like quite a good relation, and uh, it's not the first project they we do together. I have Groupen and Rukonsul. Yeah, that's good. Why is this project special? Are are there any other things that make this project special? A uh, part of the like, are there? specific challenges on this project? Yes, I think, for example, uh, interoperability. So we talked before, so how you can keep up to date data. So it's uh, very complicated if you need to uh, update your uh, BIM or your BIM model every day. So we do a lot of automatization uh, within this project. So we do, we use scripts for uh, for updating our mod federated models, but also we use um, RPA. RPA it it stands for robotic process automation. So uh, it I think we this is a special also that you include. Uh, many dimensions in your model and many things um, and you can view it uh, and you can open it in a browser so challenging was the a lot amount a lot amount of data so i said like 1000 models how you can handle it how you can filter this data afterwards so 
you have model but actually you want to have specific area specific element you want to check it how you can do it so also what is uh, important nowadays when you collaborate with a contractor is uh, a common common language so we use uh, mmi which stands for model maturity index where we we exactly plan how should uh, our delivery uh, looks like and also this is advantage uh, not no advantage of using it because this the, the the form of contract is um project and build but we do it uh parallel simultaneously so actually we uh, plan pro project design and after like maybe some months after they start to build it and we deliver we deliver uh, work packages uh, at construction so this is also was challenging how we can do that that actually they don't have a delay and they uh, do it in right um, yeah how they do it uh, correctly uh, uh, at the construction site yeah that sounds like a big challenge uh, did you hear about speckle speckle yeah no what is it it's a platform open source platform that you can use as a beam server okay and it's used to connect different softwares so i don't know if it might be a, a solution for this to connect maybe uh, the software uh, you model the uh, you, the project in with the federated model to feed it with the updates i I'm, i don't know if it can do this but uh, i know they are using it to connect it between different disciplines I heard about so uh, might be something interesting to look into it yeah but challenging here is that we use many different softwares from many different vendors so actually we use uh, autodesk products we use nameshek products we use bentley products we use trimble products so this is a uh, very hard at the end to collect all these data in one place so all of them needs to be exported to EFC file. But you can also imagine that when you have 1000 models, which you need to mm, uh, update every day, and you have uh, limited, uh, like you have to do it through export, then you need to find other ways. So that's why we use also here RPA, so which helps us to automate these processes to export data and we can see that we cheat somehow. It's uh, we cheat because we don't use this open API, but we directly also take data from from the pro from the software and put to SharePoint and then uh, to Easy Project. So this is the way we also handle manage to to have this uh, interoperability some some way. Uh, I, I might be wrong, but uh, if I remember correctly, uh, I heard about people using Speckle as a platform between, like as a BIM server between uh, Tecla, Revit and the structural analysis software. Uh, and what it actually does, like you don't need to export anything. It just takes the data you give instruction to it to take that you need in the other software. So it's, yes. it's in a way it's a replacement for IFC if I... I might be very wrong about this, but this is what I understood so far. I really, uh, I, I did not use too much thing to, uh, to, to dive. I did not dive too deeper into this, but uh, it stands out like a very nice uh, solution. Uh, and I, I see more often uh, posts about it uh, on LinkedIn. 
So yeah, yeah, but yeah, but also other things is okay. You have this connection, but at the end, what sort of data are you going to deliver? It's are you going to deliver the the native the native format of this speckle, or you need to export it to other format? No, it's all. It's just to collaborate, collaboration. Yes, it's to just in design process. You yes, it. for example, uh, it might be like you want to export, let's say, uh, some walls of a building, walls and uh, uh, to to uh, robot, for example, and you can instruct this from speckle to to feed into robot only the walls. You know, and uh, not uh, not uh, other information, but not only the walls, but only the information that is needed for structural analysis. So not everything, not all the details, but you can give it information. Uh, like you can set a requirement, like I want this information to take it and feed it in the other one. So yeah, but like I said, my knowledge is very limited. Like I like uh, you uh, feel please feel free to have a look at it and see. Uh, I I I heard about. Uh, uh, there, there is someone from Multiconsult started to using this, and uh, uh, he promised me to uh, to update me later on how how is going on with this. Yeah, but uh, another example I just found uh, out. This is the new Trimble Quadri. It's also a solution that uh, uses a lot of connectors, and you can collect all data. Uh, in one place, so you can have a connection with Civil 3D, with Bentley Open Roads, with Tecla, with Revit, with uh, ProjectWise, with Trimble Connect, uh, all different uh, vendors, and you collect data in one place through API. So this is yeah. the something is uh, going to be also more popular now. So this is nice that we are going this direction that you don't need to lose your data data through. Uh, through export, through, for example, EFC, EFC file, but you can directly take data you need and uh, push it back and just exactly, exactly deliver what you want. Yeah, exactly. This is uh, this uh, this is I, I think exactly this is doing speckle as well. Yeah, uh, because we're talking about innovation and such. What other uh, interesting trends do you see in AC? Uh, I see that in Norway, uh, there is, uh, it's getting uh, more popular, this uh, total enterprise contracts that the contractor and designer works, work together. So I think in this case that you need also methodic that can help you to understand each other. So it comes to be more and more popular VDC, virtual design and construct. Uh, especially in Norway, may, maybe other countries as well. Uh, what else? You, you have this, of course, parametric design is almost everywhere now, but how you can uh, uh, use it and, for example, uh, decrease the CO2 emissions uh, that you design better and uh, you deliver better uh, data. Uh, the same like connecting GIS, uh, GIS and BIM. GIS. Also, GIS and uh, it's also trend now that you connect these two words. It was uh, not happening before, but for example, in new project I'm uh, participating E6. Also, we do this that we connecting these two words. Uh, of course, OpenBeam is getting better because actually they released uh, lately 
EFC 4.3, its new format, also mentioned to be for infrastructure world. And uh, drawing less projects, how you can uh, cut uh, drawings and uh, which are made for construction and how you can actually use model on the construction side. So this and like I see then uh, MME, uh, it's model maturity index. Also, it's a kind of uh, trend. Not all use it, but if we use it, then we have a um, common language. And for example, there there was a problem when you get some uh, initial data or uh, drawings or actually um, uh, from the tender phase, you, you get some uh, input data. But uh, as a designer, you, you couldn't uh, find out on which level it 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 could it could be because it was uh, very detailed. You can say uh, detailed LOD, but you don't know actually in which project uh, process it was design process. So uh, MME gives you also a possibility to find out on which stage the the the, the design is. So this is also something. We are uh, we are trying to implement in projects and use it often and people uh, starting to using it. So this will be also the standard that everyone and in Norway uh, it replaced the LOD. So I think this is also a trend in, uh, in 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 here on this market. So yeah, and uh, I don't know much about machine learning, but I know that also there is some projects uh, which using that or uh, AI as well. So this is a trend that uh, far away, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I can um, ask you uh, more a little bit about the part, how can 3D models be used on the building site? Uh, are you aware about any applications or any platforms that, that are uh, tackling this issue? I can just maybe tell you a bit from the perspective on infra from infrastructure projects. So what you have right now is uh, uh, machine uh, systems or how it calls the uh, machine steering system in Norwegian. Machine controlling system. Machine, yes, machine control systems. You have connected to your machines at, uh, at the construction site. So you can feed them with model and actually they build and they recreate what are in a BIM model. So they actually use 3D uh, geometry to create a corridor or to just make some fields or uh, cutting or stuff like that. And also um, instruments on the construction site, they can also connect to the cloud, to some uh, application that offers uh, offers it and they can download directly to the instruments and also uh, this is good for stake out data in the field but of course you have uh, drones you can just um, take you can uh, scan the area you can do photogrammetry and then collect data and uh, push back to, to to software design software so it's a two-directional way uh, but of course you have um, handheld devices that you have uh, 
more and more applications that you can open on your iPad and this display model to, to contractors. Uh, it's, uh, what else? You have this augmented reality. So for example, Trimble uh, side vision, you can uh, actually be at the side and you can uh, overlap uh, real, real world with this virtual world. And you can see, for example, uh, how it will look like in near future. So this is uh, uh, examples I know, but of course, using uh, models directly, uh, you need also uh, have this common common language, and you need to be sure that that's you deliver. It's uh, people at the side uh, on the side they use it correctly. So uh, so yeah, I understand. Uh, but I mean, like, uh, from a perspective of um, uh, people, let's say, like, for, to eliminate drawings. Yes. Like, uh, any platforms that you are using the model to to take every uh, all the information you need to, for example, to place the re reinforcement or anything else. From this point of view, do you have any, uh, did you use anything or you, did you see your the contractors you have been working with using on the site? I think, uh, like... Uh placing reinforcements so we can say that the Trimble uh, side vision for example can uh, with this augmented but of course you have uh, Trimble connect that you can also extract data you need uh, or just we now invented this um, easy project is a software where you uh, will uh, have possibility to see longitudinal profile and uh, cross-section uh, without printing out from the model the drawings. So this is the next step that you have these new views, new possibilities inside your uh, application you know. So you, you can omit to produce the, the data that actually you can only just view it. What you need, you just click on the screen and you have the longitudinal profile or, and you can adjust it also. So this is uh, something uh, it's coming to be more and more popular yeah yeah interesting i actually i was having in mind tools like dalux or streambeam did you use yes. these tools uh no this is not uh, they are not adjusted uh, so much to infrastructure maybe more in a construction building construction I don't uh, know. but yes i heard about them it's uh, they are so popular in uh, nordic countries yeah there are definitely many companies that don't have a a strategy about BIM, how to implement it in their own company. There are there are still many of them in Norway as well, not only uh, around the world, right? So how should this be done? Do you have any advice regarding this? How to uh, implement BIM in a company? Yeah, it's a, it's a hard question, uh, but I can uh, give you some examples. I also wrote about this article because I was so fascinated about this topic. And uh, I think that the, the, there are a few steps you need to do. But first of all, you need to just establish your own goals, where you want to go, why you want to do BIM, how you want to implement, what is BIM for you, why, what tasks you want to maybe automate or what you want to get from this BIM. Because as we, as we talked before, BIM is not only tools, but maybe some also practices that you want to work smarter. So maybe 
not all at once, but maybe better is to implement step by step. So the best is to choose some uh, pilot project where you can test it or just uh, simple uh, element, just short, uh, short, short section of your road and uh, try to figure it out how you could um, implement it. So maybe it's uh, if you didn't uh, use 3D dimensional uh, design, so start doing that. It's the, also important that you, okay, you, you design in 3D, but don't do that, that you first create um, 2D and then from this you create model, but start to do, just put more effort to create 3D model. And then if you want, produce uh, documentation from this model. So of course you need also some structure. So maybe try to find out some um, some solution, uh, some common data environment. But if you don't use common data environment, maybe focus first uh, on the how you structure your folders, how you structure your data. So you have uh, you have a just simple server, but you just put you start putting data in right place that everyone who collaborate work with you on this on this project where exactly where to find stuff. Uh, start to making uh, notes and uh, write down best practices because as you know the best way is learning by testing so you test a lot and then you find out some uh, nice stuff so maybe it's better to write it down that next time next person uh, doesn't ask you okay how you did it but actually okay you have some processes established just do it like this monitor workflow so you can actually uh, see how your design uh, goes and you can measure it uh, monitor workflow is better when you first uh, do meetings you can improve these meetings and you can measure it also if if those meetings were uh, effective or not so you can actually ask uh, participants uh, if you can if you contribute in 100% if you feel uh, good with with this uh, actually what what was on the meeting uh, stuff like this so also construct um, construction of uh, well good meetings like prepared meetings so this is also a way to to start with beam so use uh, beam model on uh, during meetings so not only for designing, but also try to fill it this model, fill model, and uh, combine others' uh, point of view and create a common area where you can discuss the the problems. So this is the the beginning, and of course, like try to maybe do simple um, multidisciplinary uh, clash control. There is uh, several softwares that offer it for free, so. Um, you can do a very very easy steps and uh, it's not it's not that you have to take the solution from the shell and implement but you can just start with the repetitive task you already did and just try to improve them work smarter work uh, more efficient and uh, you can also limit the printing of paper documentation because you have also tool to review your design without uh, print, printing. So try to figure it out how you can cut the time of the whole process, how you can, which 
processes you can automate and at the same time focus on uh, 3D modeling to deliver, to produce 3D modeling and through 3D model deliver 2D documentation. This is a key, I think. Yeah, this sounds a lot like, uh, this is a very common sense advice. Like uh, there are so many small things at the same, very important, not necessarily about BIM, but that will help you to adopt BIM. Like, yeah, start with small things that are not scary uh, because that way you it, it will enable you to to see better the value in adopting Vim. Of course. Implement it, right? Yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, now, tell me what plans do you have, guys, with Vim Corner? What, what do you want to do in the future? Uh, yeah, so Vim Corner, uh, as you know, is uh, it's a blog, it's a website. Uh, so actually one uh, establish maybe kind of association that we are all of the we are just uh, together uh, so the plan is also still to provide um, high quality um, articles but maybe we also think uh, about uh, running YouTube channel so this is also challenging something we want to try to deliver content but uh, in a different way so we still see that there is a uh, many topics we can uh, uh, talk about so we want to still evolving and uh, also meet uh, interesting people like for example you that we, Thank we you. can learn from so this is uh, we want to establish this common that uh, people can talk about BIM with us, we can have discussions, we can start to ask people. So we want to um, show that it's, don't be afraid and you can uh, ask, ask us whatever you want, uh, any question you want. So this is the, we have like kind of mission to also educate the market. So we don't have a, I can say we don't have a business model that we are, uh, we are not uh, pursuing some uh, money. We just want to do good job now, and we we know that in the future we we get we get paid off for, from this. So actually, the the mission is to to make beam more uh, common, uh, at everyone can uh, get place, uh, find place where they can start with beam. And uh, I think uh, through this also we, we can afterwards uh, work in a better environment that everyone um, use, use BIM. So yeah, this is uh, just our, our mission. We have the same objectives. Uh, yeah. Yes. And uh, let's hope we get a better planet because this is yes. the end goal. Less emissions, better quality buildings, better life quality for people living in buildings because everybody is living in a building in this planet yeah or but also working smarter how you just just think how much unnecessary work you do every day so if you can automate it you can focus on different things you know exactly it's our goal actually it's very important it's very good to hear that don't give up and keep doing it it's very important to have a beacon of light between all the noise that is pummeling out us from all the sides. So yes, 
keep doing uh, the good job you are doing uh how can somebody contact you if uh, somebody wants to ask you something yeah so if someone wants to contact me directly i'm uh, quite um I, i like linkedin so you can find me on linkedin and of course uh, through our website you can through beamcorner.com you can find uh, in we have like a contact uh, profile where you can send directly message to us so i recommend this uh, two ways linkedin and our website yeah that sounds good uh well martin it was very nice to talk to you thank you very much thank you for having me for coming along uh, i learned a lot and i will uh, keep learning we'll definitely stay in touch and i will uh, bother you with uh, questions once in a while feel free to contact me anytime thank you